millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Shabazz Muhammad, Michael Beasley, Terrence Jones, Joey Devine, Tyler Zeller, Tiago Splitter, Sean Trey Burke, special guest Eric Dorian, musical guest Fugazi, and now the host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host. I was told not to apologize for Dave not being here when Dave isn't here, but Dave is not here, so... Deal with it. I'm not apologizing. Uh, we do have a great show for you, though. We're here with one of my favorite people on the entire earth, Eric DeDorian. Eric, how are you doing? Where's Dave? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction to you being really nice to me. And like, ah, you know, Dave wasn't going to be here. <laughs> I think Dave's making a TV show today. Is that he right? is. Yes, I believe so. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, though. He's okay. a superstar. He's a yeah, superstar. he's a superstar. Can we yeah. just say it? Yeah. In this world. Is he a media mogul? Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know his his assets. I don't know. <laughs> <who> he, <laughs> I, I don't know how much property he owns, but... um. But probably, yeah, right? He does own Jerry Seinfeld. Now, granted, it's just his dog that is named Jerry Seinfeld, but still. How much? How much, Jerry? How much for you? All of it. The portion, (laughs) the material, the sneakers, all of it. How much? I want it. 
I bet he could buy them. One day. Um, so, Eric, the reason we had you on... <laughs> I'm good. Is because you are a hilarious stand-up comedian. Thank you. A gigantic Laker fan. Uh, probably the, the number one Laker fan in the world, I'd say. Oh, over Jack? Uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, Jack, Jack wasn't there. Jack, Jack took a year off. I didn't. <laughs> uh, you moved to Baltimore, so you're now in Wizards country. Kind of. Kind yeah, of? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wish there was more love for the Wizards in this area than there is, but yeah, Wizards country. Uh, and most importantly, you just started a new basketball-only Twitter. Yeah. Dorian 1000, right? Uh, I sent my, um, my assets, again, to a marketing company. I was like, what, what, what Twitter handle should I use for a basketball-only <laughs> Twitter? And that's what they came back with. It cost me 35 grand. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Dunk Dorian 1000 at... I love basketball. Well, I mean, we all love basketball. And I was Basketball's like, the best, right? Yeah, yeah. it really and is. The best part about basketball is that it used to just be a slogan for a bad shoe company, but now it's the truth, and it's that basketball never stops. Am no. I right? It's getting there. It's like almost. There's going to be, I think we're like entering the lull right now where like football stuff is like really starting to pick up and there's like almost no basketball stuff happening but it's like i mean this summer league was fucking crazy that was well, like every I, time it seems like it's going to stop one of the biggest stars demands a trade yeah yeah so yeah i guess oh first off what i should say is some business off the top yeah. uh this is our 64th episode of Round Ball Rock. Congratulations, dude. Yes. Which means we've tied Nintendo. We tied Nintendo. <laughs> um, this is your GoldenEye episode. Yeah, this is, exactly. this is the GoldenEye episode. <laughs> this is Round Ball Rock World? Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. um, Yoshi. And as always, guys, please... And gals, of course. Uh, follow us on, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Round Ball uh, at Round Rock Pod, and email us at Round Pod at gmail .com. Um, And we will have our and also five star reviews on iTunes, as always. Uh, we will have our special My Giant Commentary episode because we got to fifty reviews coming soon. I promise. That's um, gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be big, right? What I mean, we've been talking about it for sixty-four episodes now. Yeah. That we're pretty sure the Billy Crystal movie "My Giant" is about white slavery, and we're about to find uh -huh. out. Yeah. So my thing with that movie is, is that I saw it in theaters, of course, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think I've seen it since. You've never seen it, right, Joey? I have never seen it. Is wait? Also, is George Merson still alive? Uh, yes. I believe okay. so. Yes, yeah. yes. Because <laughs> you never know. Because the big guys with their hearts, you never know. I know. I know. They have, they love and live too much. Yeah. It's like looking up wrestlers. Like, I never, I'm like not super into wrestling anymore, but I used to be. And I always like, kind of like, 
cringe when I look up wrestlers because I, you know, they might be dead. You sometimes they are, and that's really sad. Yeah. Can I, can I um, can I give you a couple <laughs> uh, <laughs> tweets from George Morrison? He is alive. Yes, please. I, I, I don't know if it's really him, but I, I'm, I'm hoping it's G Morrison seventy seven. His entire Twitter bio reads. NBA most improved 1995 to 1996, and then in all caps, live big. Um, I'm, I it if it's a if it's a fake account, it's so weird. So June second of this year, allegedly George Murison tweeted. Yeah, he's not verified. How do I use this to connect with fan? Please helping. Uh, a year before that, he tweeted, "Yes, I live big, and I return. Who caring?" And then two years before that, these are his most recent tweets. By the way, I'm not picking and choosing. I see at M Cuban run his mouth all day, all night. He have a look to me of Lindic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. Maybe, I mean, I don't. I don't it's hard to tell. It, it's <laughs> yeah. I don't, the bio. The bio is really good, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. if it's a fake account, that bio is spot on. The tweets less. The tweets real. I mean, like the, you know, it's kind of like method acting. If it's not real, it's like a really good parody account. Right. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> um, also, apparently, we won't be seeing George Marison on Shark Tank. Yeah, I guess soon. not. He. He doesn't like Cuban running his mouth. No. Maybe he went on Shark Tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what, what happened. What, what yeah. do you think his business was, Sean? It sounds like it was Live Big. Whatever it is, it's called yeah. Live Big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do have, they apparently have an, he has a fitness clinic with Dikembe Mutombo. So that's cool. Okay. It's just like for vocal training, though. Uh, yeah, it is. It is just just for actors, just big yeah. men who want to act, yeah. big men who want to sing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not trying to win Oscars, but you know they want to pay the bills. Yeah, they they're gonna be on Modern Family. They got like an Amazon commercial. Like, yeah, you never know when State Farm's gonna be calling. So, uh, oh. I mean, Murison <laughs> does have an amazing uh, Snickers commercial, too. He's got incredible presence. He's 7'7". Like, if I was making any commercial about anything, someone that tall is going to be nothing, nothing but an asset. That word again. Asset. <laughs> By the way... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, three credits. My Giant, in which he plays Max Zamfirescu. Uh, he has a movie called Adventures of Serial Buddies, a uh, serial like the killer, and his character's <laughs> name is Paul of the Shed. Um, Henry Winkler is the main build guy. And then his other, uh, he plays a ventriloquist in the Eminem video for My Name Is. Oh, he yeah. does? Yeah. Those are his three acting credits. Yeah. Uh, He's also bet on Letterman and in a TV movie documentary called Giants: Colon Friend or Foe. 
<laughs> Who thinks they're foes? <laughs> That's too funny. Who thinks they're foes? <laughs> <laughs> any giant. I wouldn't trust it. Also, what was it? Serial buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. If, if that's not a dirty Sanchez reboot, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it also it sounds like like an adult oriented offshoot of the Air Bud franchise, maybe. Like yeah, I mean, he went it, bad and he started killing people. Oh, is that what? Oh, that was okay. See, I, I would thought you were gonna be like, um, like fuck pets, man. There's all these humans that need friends. <laughs> <laughs> like real gritty, like some Cronenberg shit. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Speaking of friends, friends uh links very very smoothly into our first news story. Let's talk news. This is round ball rock news, basketball news. For humans and robots, trust the process. Uh, so Kyrie Irving has requested a trade, you guys. And yeah. he wants to go... A report came out from Pablo Torre today. today. That he really wants to go to the Knicks. But really? Carmelo Anthony only wants to go to Houston. Now, now previously... Carmelo Anthony is the last person who has wanted to go to the Knicks, right? True. Yes. And now he wants out, and uh, I it makes it makes a lot of sense to me that that's where Kyrie wants to go. Yeah. And honestly, I really do respect that. Yeah. Why not? It's home, right? He's from Jersey. Yeah. He's from Jersey. Uh, he walked home after nine eleven, right? Yeah. Wasn't he, wasn't he at the mall? By what? I don't remember that story. I just know That's he crazy. walked his little brother home to New Jersey from wherever he was. Why I don't remember why he was at Ground Zero, but because uh, uh, his dad worked there. Oh, and his dad didn't. His, his dad did survive, right? Yes, his okay. dad. His dad left the building. Yes. Also, his dad was in the NBA, or did I make that up? I think his dad was an Australian basketball player. Oh, that's... that's why he was born in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I think that, like, also, I don't think that Kyrie, at this point in his career or at his age, I don't think he really gives a shit about winning championships right now. I he really... already has one. Yeah, and he like... already He's like young Kobe where he's like, you know, number eight Kobe where he's, like, trying that out for a second. And, like... New York is home. Like, I could see him going to New York. He'd be the man. Like, him and Porzingis would be murderers. But I don't think the Knicks can get him, right? Like, they don't have anybody. They have nothing to trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have Carmelo Anthony, which, in theory, LeBron James would want to play with. He has said he wanted to play with his banana boat friends in the past. So, you'd think, like... Frank Tilakina, that French guy they drafted, yeah, and Carmelo that. and a pick would be enough to get it done. But Carmelo has a no-trade clause and apparently is, likes Chris Paul more than he likes LeBron James. That's tension on the banana boat, for sure. Yeah. 
because yeah. that means I mean, I think I think it's pretty likely that Wade takes a buyout and ends up on the Cavs, but now it's like who knows? Maybe they're all real- going to Houston. Wow. I'd like I like Wade in Cleveland more than I like uh Mello in Cleveland. I like Mello Hello in Houston and in Portland, where he really can be the third option. I think if that if he goes to Cleveland in exchange for Kyrie, he's the number two option. I don't think he can even be the number two option. I think he's got to be the number three option somewhere. Um, and I think that Houston and Portland are those spots for him. I love I love Portland Mellow man. That would be my favorite location. He needs it. They like both need each other. It's so clear. This is like. It's like watching a rom-com. It's driving me nuts because <laughs> because he can just be so fucking. Oh God, he would he would be murdering for murder. Okay. So another one of LeBron James's friends also let him down this week, though, because apparently a report came out today that LeBron James personally called James Jones, who's now a VP at the. Phoenix Suns to ask if they could get Josh Jackson for Kyrie. And James Jones said no. I don't know. if. Oh, man. So it's a bad week for LeBron James and friendships. I honestly think, like, do you think Joel Anthony makes that trade, Joey? No, but Mike Miller, I think, does. Mike Miller probably does. Yeah, I think that's right. Do you think that LeBron actually did that? Do you think LeBron actually called James Jones? I do. And ask about Josh. Oh well, I because mean, he wants Bledsoe, but Bledsoe for Kyrie isn't enough. No, I because Bledsoe's a rich Paul guy. Oh uh, yeah, I mean Bledsoe makes so much sense, but and I don't think that Josh Jackson does. I mean, do them don't they? What if like if can they include like Alex Led in a sign and trade? Yeah, I think they could. I think they could. I think that Josh Jackson and Devin Booker have to be untouchable on that uh, Suns roster. Oh, I think they should give up on Dragic and Chris if that's what it takes. We saw Chris in Summer League, Eric, and you know what it reminded me of? It was, I literally had deja vu of watching Anthony Randolph play basketball. Really? Yeah, he has the same bad body language. He's like fatter than Anthony Randolph, but it's the same kind of like... I I mean, some... League is so weird. I was so like the summer league before. I thought the same about Thon Maker, and mm-hmm. he had a fucking great year. I but like watching him in summer league the summer before last year, I was like, oh, he's, he's a complete bust. I thought he was like, like for big dudes. I I really think it's like an effort thing, or, or I at least I hope because Zubac looked like garbage in the summer league or in the league. <laughs> but I mean, I mean but. For guys who like screen and rebound and that's their thing, like Zubac yeah. and Thon Maker, yeah, yes, summer league is bad. But Chris was making mistakes that like his hands are not terrible. His hands are terrible, but I think that he he's got so much fucking bounce. He's a horrible like he can't make dunks at all, obviously. But um, he's got bounce, and I think I like his stroke a lot. But yeah, I think I'm I'm like fifty fifty on him. Oh, 
Do you have a name for your Danielle podcast yet? Groomzillas. That's pretty great. <laughs> Is he? Do you know like... if he's still in touch with the Hoopers? Oh, no, I'm going to ask him that. I should <laughs> ask him that, right? Because it um, feels like it feels like I, that family has kind of fallen apart recently. Yeah, it totally has. Yeah, <laughs> it's sad. Um, yeah, Kevin Love got into heroin, and um, yeah, the, the divorce was huge because. Who was the dad? Was it K? No, KG was the grandfather. Yeah, Chris Paul was Chris the dad. Paul's the dad, yeah. and DeAndre is the mom, and now they he split up. And oof. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. We'll talk though. Wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need a gritty reboot. Reboot of the of the Hoopers. Yeah, I want to find out. Like, because given what was happening last season with that crazy house, Chris Paul and DeAndre were leaving in like. That might have been insurance fraud. Like, yeah. well, I think the ghost of the ghost of the Hoopers family, because they were dead, was haunting that house, right? Wait, you think the Hoopers have all died? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they they definitely got canceled. Oh, they oh, were living oh, in a haunted oh, house. Oh, reboot. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just all of them wearing uh, sheets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a ghost story. I really want to see that. I mean, if they can, like, if they can hang on to Josh Jackson. And then maybe they also get Dudley. Oh, yeah. Maybe they get Dudley. Maybe they get TJ Warren. Like, it just, it feels like Phoenix has the most kind of parts to throw in there. And, you know, if they wanted to do something like, I don't know which guys the Cavs are trying to dump, but it feels, but it feels like somebody like Tyson Chandler, you know, is yeah. not a terrible uh, exchange in some way. I don't know. I mean, that bench just was, like, non-existent at all. They just didn't show up. I think they got to blow that whole bench up. I mean, I think they just – I think they should just, like, mine the Suns for whoever the best players are that they can get. Yeah. Not worry about positions or anything and, like, Dan Gilbert, did you guys watch that press conference yesterday? Yes. <laughs> um, he seems like he like LeBron's leaving, right? Like Dan Gilbert's like whole thing was like really fucking weird. Like, I don't think Dan Gilbert realizes LeBron is leaving. You don't think so? No, because he's an he's an egomaniac asshole. That's why I do think. I mean, that's why I do think that he thinks LeBron's leaving, and he's like he's acting like he doesn't give a fuck this time. Because See, I think I, I think he's too egomaniacal to realize LeBron is even leaving. Um. Oh well, so I think that he's so egomaniacal um, that he is not conceding the franchise to LeBron because everybody like, I mean, like the notion that's come out last year was like you know during midseason like when they got. Uh, Darren Williams and all those dudes where it was like, oh, LeBron's, like, running the Cavs. Like, mm-hmm. all that. I think all that talk got to Gilbert's head and was like, oh, you know, I don't fuck. I think he thinks he doesn't need LeBron anymore. <laughs> I think so, too. I think he's, like, yeah. really feeling himself. Yeah. That's what, that was the vibe that I got um, from that press conference. Um, and also, like, he's just a fucking, he's just a moron. He's so dumb. He's so he, dumb. 
He should be like in the White House, dumb. Like he's that. <laughs> I mean, he is. He is good friends with the uh, the Donald, so it, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, Did, I wasn't was like, he actually... at the Cubs White House visit for some reason? Yes, yes. he was. Yes, <laughs> That's and, so like, weird. Not only that, it was like hamming for the fucking camera. Like what? Like, does he remember who the Cubs beat to win the World <laughs> Series? That could have been. <laughs> That could have been a fucking on-purpose slight because remember the Cavs like being in the fucking at almost every Indians home game during that World yes. Series, like uh-huh. led by LeBron. Yeah, we're like we're we're riding for the fucking Indians in this series, and then him going, you know, that's a that's got to be a message, right? I think so. Yeah, he sucks. He doesn't deserve LeBron. The Lakers deserve LeBron, and that's just like <laughs> because like Magic, like think about how much LeBron has to learn from Magic uh, from, like, a business standpoint. Like, Well, that's the thing. LeBron I mean, that's, and Magic, yeah. That's partly why he wants to come here, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think if, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was, like, at first when I heard that, I thought, oh, that's just the regular Laker hype. Everybody who's good gets rumored to go to the Lakers. But it just makes so much sense. Yeah. I don't know where it, else he'd does. go. Yeah, it really does. And I think he deserves to, like, hopefully, you know, Summer League is not, not such a total aberration and Lonzo's passing is for real. Like, he deserves to fucking play with a passer as good as he is, you know? Like, just go fucking finish. Like, run up the floor, finish, and, you know, play, you know, finish out your career just dunking and, and, uh, and posing and maybe getting another ring, but probably not. Yeah, it seems like he has to handle. He still, even on Cleveland, has to handle the ball too much. Yeah, of course he does. Because Kyrie is not like he's not nearly the passer that LeBron is, or you know Steph or other guys. I don't think that Kyrie's passing is all that great. And Kyrie's a six foot two guard. Yeah, yeah. It it really feels like Lonzo Ball wants to be Jason Kidd, and Kyrie Irving wants to be Kobe. Which yes, which is. You know, I I don't I, I don't. It's not that I don't. I kind of find that admirable that he really wants to do it on his own and everything. I but, do too. But it's just not the right guy to be. Like if Kobe played with LeBron, they'd drive each other crazy. Yeah, but I mean, Kobe couldn't do it with Shaq. You know, like mm-hmm. that was real. Like Kobe should have fucking figured out a way to make it happen. I mean, that's another thing. Like there was other elements, obviously, to that, but. Um, I think if Kyrie was smarter, he would try to figure out how he could surround LeBron better. And I think because it would blow him up. Like, if Kyrie really figured out how to play with LeBron, his stats would be incredible. He I mean, like, he already shot more than LeBron did last year. Yeah, so but I mean, the like, shots he was taking, like, you know. Yeah, I just mean so, like, weirdly... It's a weird thing to ask for, which is more like a team of your own when you're already the number one shots guy. Yeah, on the he's team a, you're on. He's a real. He's like legit a weird dude. Which I love. This is my number one thing. Is that he? He's he's definitely trying to be like a killer, like Kobe is. But he's like his personality is like for real, like a unique one. Um. And so, like, him going to New York, I think, is also works really well because, you know, all that spotlight and, like, 
Yeah, because he's because he's Steph Marbury, so yeah, you know it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the difference being that Marbury got assists too. It it feels like he's zigzagging the rest of the NBA, where yeah. every other guy is like, I gotta be on a playoff team, I gotta be on a winner, yeah. and Kyrie Irving's That's like, I gotta I gotta be self realized. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to like. He's trying to like tell a story. <laughs> like he's, he's like he has a narrative in his head that's got nothing to do with like the same old narrative that like LeBron and and KD have, which is like you know trying to get to uh, catch Jordan and Kobe. Like he doesn't uh-huh. care about Jordan. He yeah. might be he might be the first post Jordan superstar. Yeah, it it really is like it's weird because he he, or Steph, he had I this... mean <laughs> Steph is I get that vibe from Steph too a lot. Well, Steph oh, yeah. to me, Steph to me reminds me actually the most of Duncan, weirdly, from a personality standpoint. Mm, I mean, you wish Steph was that humble, a. Eh? No, but I, mean, Duncan, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, where like he's like an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um. From a from a standpoint of like. He doesn't feel of the like NBA popularity contest kind of. That's really true. I That's think, true. I think Duncan is also um, legitimately pretty personally shy, and yeah. I think Steph is more like just content. Like he's not he's That's not just... afraid of talking to people. He just yeah. he's like, oh, I'm I'm married. I. Yeah. Uh, I'm crazy like, handsome. I'm like super intelligent. I'm super charming. Like he knows it. Right, I mean, yeah. and he should because he's all those things like in spades. But Duncan's like a dude that doesn't even like doing press conferences. I yeah. don't think. My favorite thing about uh, well, one of the like one of the many things I loved about Duncan was uh, Tony Parker like talking about how he would want to go after games and like have these long, you know, French dinners with wine and all this stuff, and, like, he hated it. Like, he could never get Tim Duncan to, to, like, finish a meal with him because he would just eat and bounce. And then Tony, I think Steph is more like, I mean, without the wine, but, like, he probably loves a nice long dinner, right? Well, well, also, you know, you know his wife loves a long dinner. Oh, that's right. Foodie number one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so we got some more news, too. Uh, Adam Silver, in a video interview with C.J. McCollum for the Players' Tribune yesterday, said that NBA expansion is inevitable, oh, yeah, baby. which is a pivot from where he was even a few months ago. Um, and he said Seattle would be number one on the list, of course. Gotta be. Gotta be. So my question for you guys is, other than Seattle, the obvious choice... Where would you like to see a new NBA team? Um, anywhere that there's a football team, and there no and no basketball team. I was thinking that same thing. Like, like you've got Kansas I mean, City. Kansas City would be really interesting because they're yeah. kind of missing a Midwest team like that. Yeah, and I don't want there to be a team in St. Louis. St. Louis had their chance. Yeah, like. That's the only place where an NBA franchise has basically moved because the fans were so racist. That's that's kind of unprecedented in American the sports. Worst. The worst. Um, but Kansas City would be interesting. Like 
how the Kings were not there very long, right? I don't think no, so. I don't think so. But it it's like I mean, they they support the Royals and Chiefs really well. Yeah. And it kind of works nicely geographically, I think, too. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of fans from Mississippi. And then okay. you can just and you move Memphis to uh the east. I think oh my god. I I don't I think um I don't know about Memphis but sure why not? Like I think they should move the definitely the Thunder to the east and I think maybe also Houston. I mean Houston is I mean I god, I realize how bad at geography I am right now. But but <laughs> But, like, Houston, New Orleans, and Memphis are all basically the same distance east, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Houston's a little further west, but, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a lot of real dumbness here. Um, I, would I think so. You to... know where I'd like to see, guys? There. I'm outside of the box here, but Good. I want to see a team in Mexico City. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Let's get another international squad yeah and just I let think... would eduardo nahara just be like an all-time player coach <laughs> and the guy um what about the really tall guy the sun's had for a while i forget his name that's There's, bad jake Voschkel. Not... <laughs> i'm starting to forget we're getting older and i'm starting to forget 90s basketball players and i'm losing my fucking mind if I don't know, if I don't know obscure '90s NBA players, I don't know who I am as a person. And I'm like, this just might be it. Another thing, um, not to follow like the Royals and the Kings around, but Cincinnati would be a good spot too. Another kind of in the Midwest place, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, there's a lot of history there. Like it's yeah. such a. I mean, I guess well, they... and putting another team in Ohio is another way to fuck Dan Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really though, really though. I'd love to see them give Vancouver another shot. I don't know how realistic that is, but yeah, it's just kind of. I like having an international team. The other place I think would be. I mean, honestly, I think I would love to see them just move the Clippers to Seattle. And give LA an expansion team. Ooh, that would. This is the time to do it since like it's like such a a crazy a crazy like uh, turnover era for the Clippers. Yeah, and you know Balmer kind of wants to bring them home to Seattle anyway. Maybe. Yeah. I would just think that. A, there's there's going to be so many people who'd be interested in owning them, and you just give him a big. I'm sure the value of the Clippers would go down a little bit in Seattle, but you just build that into the franchise fee. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of want them since like Southern California is so spread out, and uh, you know Orange County's right there. I kind of want them to like stay in Southern California, but get some distance from the Staples Center. Obviously, um, I know that there were like talks of. Or initial reports of like Balmer, like I'm Inglewood. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wants to go across the street from the Rams. I think. Yeah, I, I, that would be really, really fucking cool if the Ram of uh, Inglewood got another team. But I was thinking just today, uh, Long Beach. Just like that would really, be so tight. And I think that would be. 
the area is like the area I think is ripe for it, and I think it's like kind of Orange County, kind of LA. And um, their logo could be that Sublime Sun. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the middle. Imagine that at center court. Oh. Yeah, dude. The Sublime Sun kind of... Steve Ballmer kind of does look like Sublime Sun. And you think about it, Long Beach is the 36th biggest city in the United States. It definitely... There's 500,000 people that live in Long Beach. That's enough to support a team. Is that true? Yeah, it's it's really big. It's That's the awesome. seventh biggest city in California, but it's and it's like blowing up right now. Sorry, it's thirty, yeah, thirty sixth in the United States right now as of two thousand ten. That would plus be their so mascot good. could be Lou Dog. Yeah, be Lou Dog. Would would do you think Snoop would would start supporting them? No, he's Lakers yeah, he's all the Lakers way. Lakers for life, bro. Well, the more the. The rap correlation I was making is a little bit more. It's Ben Staples. Ben Staples was like probably uh, one of the biggest Clipper fans out there. Is from Long Beach. I think that like Kendrick, I think is a closet Clippers fan. He's he hasn't really come out um, in either direction. But I but I have a sneaking suspicion that Kendrick Lamar is a Clippers fan. Isn't Kendrick just a fan of whatever team Aaron Aflalo is on? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's an Orlando Magic fan this year. Yeah, yeah. He rebounds over the summer. It's just Kendrick and Aaron will follow, like and Aaron, like breaking seventeen footers. And Kendrick rebounding. The other guy. Who were the famous basketball players from Long Beach besides Birdman? Birdman from Long Beach. Um, Byron Russell. Oh wow! Okay, Utah Jazz. I don't know if he's from. He went to Long Beach State, but um, I think he's also from the area. Uh, Scalabrini is uh, from there. Is that true? Yeah, isn't that weird <laughs> that the White Mambas from? Oh, and Westbrook is from Long Beach. Oh yeah. Uh, also, Tony yeah. Gwynn. That was the other thing. I'm... College star Tony Gwynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um what got me on that path was, uh of the Clippers going to Long Beach is, is Russell. Cause that would be so cool if the Clippers like sign Russell and move to Long Beach and they have Blake and Russell in Long Beach. Like, Oh, that'd be hot. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's much better. Cause I was thinking, didn't the Clippers for a while play a couple home games at the pond in Anaheim every year? Yeah. Maybe that was pre yeah, staples though. I don't know. I think it was cause the sports arena was, Oh God, it was so bad. It was really bad. It was I, <laughs> so small. It was really small, too. And they were, like, in the playoffs and, like, playing in the sports arena. I remember uh, when the Clippers were – I just remember watching uh, with my little sisters. The Warriors were playing at the Clippers, and uh, former Warriors center Victor Alexander, who was a pretty big – who was a pretty big guy, um, was, like – jogging up the court behind the play and they had uh one of those rotating you know like sideline ads that spun to fat burger and we (laughs) we didn't really know what fat burger was because we lived in the bay area and my little sisters are like fat burger is that victor alexander's name and so at our house (laughs) victor alexander was known as fat burger for like three years (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. 
right. Sean. Victor Alexander oh. and Chris Gatling are forever linked in my head because they were like, kind of came in the league at the same time and played the same position and like. Yeah, they were in like, the same draft, I think. Yeah. And when I there. <laughs> when I went to Tim Hardaway basketball camp at ten years old, uh-huh. uh, Chris Gatling was there one of the days. Hell yeah, and dude. the only thing I remember is just I could not stop staring at his feet because he had giant oh. NBA player feet, but he was wearing oh, Birkenstocks. Yeah. Oh wow! So <laughs> no, it was that's like so weird. No socks. It was like no looking socks? at wow. no socks. It was like looking at two canoes. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say his scar because he had a huge scar on his head. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> Just his feet, man. <laughs> Never seen Birkenstocks that big before. I was like, man, Berkeley's changed this, dude. Uh, <laughs> totally. It changed KD. KD's <laughs> totally in the fucking... He's like, he loves the Bay Area so fucking much. He gets it, dude. He's like in there. He oh. really bought in. I mean, I feel like he's embraced the Bay The two guys that have really embraced the Bay Area are him and Clay. Yeah, like, I was going to say, yeah. Like, Clay goes hiking in, I mean, he's constantly walking that dog, but I saw some picture of him and the dog, and I'm like, he was in, like, a deep-cut Berkeley Park, like, North <laughs> Berkeley. I was kind of like, damn, Clay is, like, he's he's definitely on that East Bay Regional Parks District website, just plotting the course. <laughs> yeah, he's in there. He's involved. He's on, yeah. He's, he's on like, admin boards. He is in uh, <laughs> fucking uh, tenants. Tenants board. Yeah. Like yeah. He definitely wants more traffic uh, circles off Durant Avenue. Oh, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> that dude has got it. I think he would have a lot of fun. <laughs> now, uh, granted, um, I'm biased because I used to work there. I think Clay would love the Lawrence Hall of Science. I think he'd really, like, he'd be into that whale <laughs> that's out on the plaza. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a scientific brain. I think yeah. his brain is very science and math based. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, did you see? Obviously, you were following the China Clay saga. I was but... gonna say, is it com- like? Do we have confirmation that Clay ever came back from China? No. Like, well, well, Curry, <laughs> Curry's there right now, and I don't know if you saw this, but Curry at one point was doing one of those things, and he had a microphone, and he yelled hashtag China Clay. And then reenacted missing that 360 dunk. That's really funny. <laughs> that is very funny. He <laughs> he has a very uh, kind of like a his he has a very Seinfeld esque sense of humor. Oh, like Dave's dog. Like who? <laughs> like Dave's dog. Oh Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah, 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 not Jerry Seinfeld, Dave's dog, Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> who's got a very broad, silly kind of all Chris Farley type sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this seems like a good, a better time than any to do an ad read. Sean, you got it. We just want to thank all the sponsors who have really come through for us. It's it's incredible the support we get. Uh, we have a new sponsor this week. It's actually a new product from retired NBA star Latrell Sprewell, and it's called Spree Dogs. They're great hot dogs. It's a real New York-style Frank. They'll take it straight to the rack of your mouth and slam your hunger with authority. 
Now, <laughs> did the FDA suspend them from the market for a year? Yes, because the ingredients had not been good since 2004. But they came back strong. You got to feed your family, and you got to give them spree dogs. But don't take our word for it. Just ask former NBA coach PJ Carlissimo, who says, <laughs> I have no hard feelings towards these spree dogs. Just put a little mustard on them. Full disclosure, after that quote, he choked on the hot dog. Act now, and with promo code GATLING, you can get a three-pack of Spree Dogs for just three bucks. Spree for three! What a deal. Latrell Spreewell's Spree Dogs. You might uh-huh. as well. well wow, that's thank you, Spree Dogs. is you might as well? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that's all slogan. I think it makes sense. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> You know, I've, I've said this right. before on the podcast, but I own um, a bizarre Latrell Sprewell poster from the mid-90s, uh, which has his nickname that I... Did you know what Latrell Sprewell's nickname was The Landlord? I did know that. I, know that. <laughs> I don't know if it ever caught on, but I have a, I have a poster that's Latrell Sprewell dunking, and it just says The Landlord at the top, <laughs> and then at the bottom it says Time to Pay the Rent. <laughs> It's like Warriors, Warriors era. Spree Warriors Ball. era. This is probably a poster yeah. from like '95, probably. Oh, God. He was so fucking nasty. He was so good. I mean, he's he was first team All NBA his second year in the NBA. Yeah, he was All Star too, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He was the Warriors' last All Star for most of my life. David Lee. That year they played. That year after they played the Nuggets was the Warriors' first All Star since Latrell Sprewell in '94. So it's like 20 years. Wouldn't that <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah, but now uh, I mean, but now you guys are. I know. Doing, now I can't even complain. Well, you're doing. <laughs> we did have some Warriors news today that uh, Javale's coming back. Yes, I gotta say that was an upset. I thought he might – I just thought he would, I don't know, cash in or do something else, but I'm I'm so happy. My dad my dad was thrilled. Yeah. He uh, actually texted me about something that wasn't yeah, that's soccer. A, that's a real smart move on his part, too. Oh, I think I so, too. I texted Sean and I was like – I texted Sean and I was like, well, this is incredibly unnecessary. Like, I'm super happy he's back, but it just, like – does not seem like they need him at all. How many centers do they have right now? Five. Well, just... they have they have uh, Zaza, mm-hmm. David West, Damian Jones, Kevon Looney, Jordan Bell, and now Javale McGee. Yeah, and that's uh... without counting Draymond Green or Kevin Durant, who also play center for them. I was. Uh... Don Pardo read a list at the beginning of the show of uh, available free agents, and it kind of bummed me out to see that James Michael McAdoo was still looking for a home. <laughs> like I know, he's, I know he's not that great, but I, I just, I, I liked seeing him come out of the D League and and get a couple rings. Somebody's gonna sign him. I think he catches on somewhere. He's a big guy. He's a big dude. He's a banger. Got good hands. Jordan Bell's got good hands too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Eric, your uh, your your scouting reports. 
that you just gave us. I wanted to ask you a question. Let's just run down some Lakers new and old and get some quick opinions on you, them for you. Okay. From okay. you. My favorite thing to right. do in the world. I know. So, first off, let's start with Lonzo Ball. How do you feel about Lonzo Ball? Um, I love him. I was... I was a little hesitant at first, but his passes that, like, he's just willing, his willingness to pass, I think, is the number one. I mean, obviously, like, that's what everyone's been saying about him. I think he's a little scrappier than advertised. He really gets in there. He's got a little bit of Rondo in him. And I think that his shot, I kind of like his shot. Like, I don't think it's like, you know, Reggie Miller had a really weird-looking shot. Um, And his stroke, when he, and... When he gets it going, it looks great. Because there's a couple of summer league games where he really got hot and hit like four or five in a row. Um, yeah, his shot reminds me of Kevin Martin's. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. And that yeah. always went in. Yeah, it did. Are you but worried I, about LeVar? No, I'm not. Yeah. Because the, the first time he went on wrestling, I was like, oh, he's just trying to be on wrestling. Like, he's just trying to make everything look like wrestling. And I was like, okay, like fucking be wrestling you know like i <laughs> i have so much confidence in uh i'm so happy that magic took over the franchise and i'm so happy that genie bus can run it unfettered that i'm i think they're on like both of them are just like they're such fucking g's that like nobody's fucking with the lakers so i don't really care what Lavar does and all right and, and another thing is like my favorite thing stemming from that wrestling thing is that Lonzo fucking loves him. Like, clearly, yeah. he, like, he cracks Lonzo up, and Lonzo does not does not give it up easily, like, to the media or anyway. Um, yeah. And so I was like, oh, his kids think he's fucking hilarious, and that must mean something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, oh, what's the problem? A father goes to too many of his son's basketball games? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Yeah. All right, this one's going to be a sad one. Yeah. Uh for you, Eric. D'Angelo what? Russell. Give us yeah. your thoughts. Um I love him so much. Uh, you know, strictly from a goofy knucklehead having fun fashion kind of way. Like I loved his clothes and I loved his uh his style and all that stuff, but Lonzo's so fucking good. And yeah. it was much better than I thought he was going to be. And uh, D'Angelo really did, like, his focus was, and I mean, speaking with a guy, you know, speaking as a dude who does not have a lot of really good focus career-wise. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, take that however you want it. But I think D'Angelo just, like, he did so many stupid things on the floor last year that I was like, you can't do that kind of shit. And... Uh, Right. So, you know, but I love him so much and I miss him and I really like everybody else from the, you know, on behalf of the Lakers organization, you know, like I hope he fucking blows up in in Brooklyn. I hope he like averages 20 a game and does everything that he wants to do, but, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't I didn't think that Lonzo and D'Angelo could play together and, you know, that's that. Now, do you think D'Angelo and Jeremy Lin will be able to play together? Um, yeah, definitely. Because they, you know, Lynn is such a, uh, like a hired hand at this point. He's like kind of a mercenary where he just kind of 
shows up on a team every couple of, on a different team every couple of years and just does this Jeremy Lin thing and 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 D'Angelo's D'Angelo the thing about D'Angelo that always he's such a good fucking passer he just like a lot of guys I think he was a better passer than the hands playing around him for a couple of years mm-hmm. uh, but I think he'll be able to find Jeremy Lin that'd be cool the only thing I had I was just trying to imagine a scenario where um d'angelo russell videotaped jeremy lynn getting a bible verse wrong and linking it on the internet (laughs) like jeremy lynn is like the opposite of swaggy p like he doesn't even know who iggy azalea is yeah (laughs) no way no way because he's like for sure like on that whole like Strictly Christian artist wavelength. Oh yeah, he's like he. Oh yeah, for you sure. know, like like Steph Curry, pretty Christian, but still will go to In and Out with Drake. Jeremy Lin's like DC Talk or nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, give me jars. Uh, I I want to go. Uh, I I want to go to Steak and Shake with uh, jars of clay. <laughs> um. And they just they just sneakily got um, Alan Crabb. Yeah. yeah. All right, Eric. Tell us about how your feelings on Brandon Ingram. Um, I think he's arguably the most adorable person that's ever lived. <laughs> or like pound for pound, literally pound for pound, the cutest person that's ever lived. Uh, everything he does, everything he does, is perfect. Uh, he does like he does, he, and the fact that he does it in flashes makes it even better. Like he, he'll just like he'll just like. It's like a little baby wakes up and is like a fucking monster for a second and then just goes back to sleep. He's like, <laughs> and then he'll, cause he, like that first game, he was like the best player in the NBA Summer League and played one game. And then he like dunked. Well, I mean, him and, uh, him and Jalen Brown are probably going to be like career long foes. Jalen Brown's pretty good. Yeah. I love Brandon so goddamn much. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people probably ask uh, ask for him this summer in a trade, and Magic did not trade him. He kind of picked. It was kind of more so than D'Angelo and or Lonzo. It was more of a D'Angelo or Brandon situation. Uh-huh. Brandon is very much a I need the ball in my hands guy. Um, so I think again that's a no brainer. I, I think, love that he just. I don't. I don't want to put. Yeah. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. But yeah, it was great watching him in summer say? league because he would just get the ball and go to the hoop every time, and that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I think I don't remember for like early KD, but I don't think KD did that as much as Brandon did towards the end of last year and the summer league. We're like take it to the rim. But also, I mean, I don't think that Brandon's jumper is anywhere near KD where KD's was his rookie year. He didn't look. He looked um, yeah way more built than I remembered too. He did not look yeah. that skinny yeah. at summer league. So that's like a no, really he's, he's to, yeah he's starting to actually put weight on. I mean, he's fucking. He's still nineteen. He doesn't turn twenty until September. Like he, you know, he just has to fucking keep eating. Yeah, <laughs> I love Brandon so much, and I think I think him and him and Julius just running up down the sidelines. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. 
Well, that was going to be the next person I asked you about. How do you? How are you feeling about Julius Randle? Because he seems to be a guy that Lakers fans sort of waver on these days. Well, he's my favorite player on the team. Um, I when he broke his leg his rookie year in this in that first game, I cried an actual tear. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was a guy that I actually like watching his. Kentucky game, the championship Kentucky game that he played in, I was like, man, that's the guy the Lakers need. I they need... loved him in college. Yeah. 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 And and it hasn't really, he hasn't really, trans- he might not have that game. I think he might have a more of a Blake Griffin game where he doesn't, he has a lot of junky little fucking dump shots around the, around the rim like Blake does. Like, doesn't really have a smooth game offensively. Besides, like, thunderous dunks. Um, well, you know who he reminds me of? Who? I, I look at him and I'm like, oh, it's Nick's David Lee. Yeah. And I that's not a bad thing. That guy's no. still an all-star and who gets a max contract. I mean, he, you don't want him to be your best player, but he's that's still, like, a useful NBA player. Well, like, prime, you know, prime David Lee went up against Blake Griffin in all those great series. And the thing about David Lee is that he had that fucking sneaky quick turn little uh, half hook. Yeah. Julius, mm-hmm. does, Julius does not have a shot. Neither does Blake Griffin. Neither one of them have a shot that's anywhere as like fluid as that shot. Well, that... And I think that... Um, well, one thing about Julius is that he his body right now is ridiculous. He's gotten like an insane shape. He's got all these like muscles I've never fucking seen before because he said that he got really tired... Um, and couldn't run as much as he wanted to last year. So he already has gotten in, like, crazy shape. And I watched some of his Drew League highlights, and I was, like, you know, Drew League is obviously, like, way... You have to take it with such a bigger... Right. ...than, like, Summer League. But, um, you know, he looked pretty fucking good. I love Julius. I'm glad the Lakers haven't traded him, but if he doesn't show up, first half of the season, he might be on the trading block. Yeah, because yeah. they kind of want to... I mean, it depends on who comes next year. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's got... Yeah, he's got... It'll be interesting because his cap holds big enough that it'll make a difference with max deals, but... That second contract, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I really like him, too. I loved him in college, like... Yeah. Taking an eight seed, just putting him on his yeah. back and taking him to the finals. Yeah. yeah. And Meta, and one of the things that really stood out about Julius was when Meta said that he's like one of the strongest dudes he's ever played against. Which is like, if Meta World Peace is saying that, then that really means something. Because Meta's like super fucking strong and knows how to use his body so well. Mm-hmm. So if Julius kind of still figures it out, how to really use that fucking strength and just like get add a little bit of savvy just kind of like he takes some really weird looking shots sometimes d'angelo did too they were just like not nba level shots they would just get swatted or be really bad breaks especially around the rim um yeah i hope his, right. his baby's really cute he's got a very cute baby <laughs> very cute all right, and the last guy, the newest Laker I want to ask you about is Contavious Caldwell Pope. A blessing from feel- God. 
Yeah, it was. He was like gifted to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, going in, going into the uh, in the free agency, I thought he was probably the best fit for the Lakers out of anybody that was out there, including mm-hmm. like Dion Waiters or whoever the fuck it was. Um, and when he went, because I think he was restricted at first, right? And then he went, he got yeah. unrestricted. Yeah, yeah. They renounced um, him. when that happened. I was, yeah, when that happened, I was like, oh fuck! Like he's got to be. He's just. He's really a dude who's like a good. I think an ideal number two, to Brandon, on on for the Lakers. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, well, he's got to be the player this year, but it feels like the perfect thing for this year, where the Lakers are, you know, not. They're not really going to be contending for an eight seed this year, but no. Lonzo's gonna is such a special player. Yeah. Having a dude that just locks guys down on defense and yeah. it's like the perfect guy to to pair up with Lonzo. Yeah, I totally. think they have the season that the Wolves had last year, where they like are they don't. I mean, they might make the playoffs, but, you know, that's a fan talking. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. But if they're, like, I want them to be, like, 9 or 10. Or 10 you or basically you basically just want them to be <laughs> in games at the end. I do. And they yeah. were yeah. and they were last year, kind of. Like, every now and again, they would be in a game at the end. Um, but I think this year, especially, um, hopefully with the leap that Brandon has taken and where you could just throw the ball to him at the end of games. Mm-hmm. They're in way more games. And I think KCP is a, a, a type of player like KCP on a squad that is like, with, has a passer like Lonzo. If Lonzo can, you know, back, back his summer league up with mm-hmm. that game stuff, I think it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And our last question for you. What's your hottest NBA take right now, Eric? Hottest NBA take right now? Holy shit. That's a good I'll, question. I'll tell you Sean's. Sean is, wants the jump ball out. Sean hates the jump ball. Oh, wow. That's a really hot take. I got a, <laughs> I got another hot take loaded up, too, Better which is that uh, Nerlens Noel should take the qualifying offer. From Dallas? Yeah. Bet on, he should bet on himself. Oh, for sure, definitely. Definitely. I, mean, I guess that's not that controversial because the qualifying offer is probably pretty high for him. But all the same, <laughs> <laughs> even though he's been hurt a lot, I think I think he I think he's going to make that up if he if he comes back. I think so too. I think he's um, like that's another guy I wanted the Lakers to go after is like. Those dudes are never going to be bad for you. Like, he can catch the ball and he can rebounds everything. Like, why would you? That's why I love JaVale coming back because JaVale had a great year last year. And, you know, he's JaVale McGee and people know that he's JaVale McGee and, and they don't really, like, give him too much credit for. But he, you know, I thought he was great. And I think New Orleans was a better JaVale McGee. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I think my hottest NBA take is right now? What? This is going to sound crazy. But I've been leaning this way for a while now. I think if the Cavs get enough back for Kyrie Irving, LeBron stays. So if you were to bet right now, 
leaving or staying next year, you would bet staying? If right they, now, I'm yeah, betting right. leave. But if they get enough back, I bet stay. I agree with that one hundred percent. I just don't think that trade exists. I don't think that I don't think anybody makes that trade. But I do think that if somebody steps up and they do offer like, you know, if Charlotte offers up Kemba Walker or something like that, like I think I think LeBron does stay, yeah. Because he doesn't want to leave Cleveland. He no. doesn't want to leave Cleveland. I think but I think the owner might push him out. But but I agree. I don't think he wants to leave either. My hot take, and I'm going to piggyback on yours, Joey, is within five years of it, of LeBron retiring, he's going to own the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, that's a good hot take. That's a great. <laughs> wow, that's really good. Because he fucking owns. Did you know that he owns Blaze Pizza? Yeah. Oh, the, it's fastest, been, uh, the fastest growing restaurant chain in America. Yeah. Can you get Blaze Pizza out. in it's, Los Angeles? Yeah, there's one uh, yeah. at uh, uh, by the Grove. There's one in Pasadena, too, right by the Lemley's 7. Man, is it good? Have you had it before? It's, it's I, I mean, it's like pizza, and you get like a it's salad. It's like Chipotle for pizza. Exactly. Perfectly put, Joey. Wow. Yeah. Really good lemonade. They have really good, like, a strawberry lemonade. Those are good takes, guys. Yeah. Good yeah. takes, everyone. Yeah. And now... It's time to play our game. We play every week. Last episode, or excuse me, we play every episode. What is Blank doing right now? Last episode with Chad Briggs, we played What is Chris Paul doing right now? Sean Keane said he was workshopping a new uh, State Farm character. Mm -hmm. I said he was shit-talking another banana boater. He was. I said he was shit talking another banana boater with another banana boater behind their back. <laughs> and I called the bananas the banana boat split. Yeah, and uh, Chad said that um, he was he was giving DeAndre Jordan acting lessons so he could learn to be in solo commercials. Uh, and the votes are in. And I won, you guys. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is shit-talking a banana boater with another ba- banana boater behind that banana boater's back. And he actually which moves, Which moves me up to two and one. Mark it down, Dubaru. Mm-hmm. Sean, 0 oh and 3. 0 oh and 3. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get a hot take that's got more <laughs> potential emojis in it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were leading for quite a while. It was... The real last minute win for me. Uh-huh. I mean, also Chris Paul was. I mean, Chris Paul must be shit talking LeBron too mellow, right? I would guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even put that together <laughs> at the time. I think he's yeah. talking Cleveland, the organization. I don't think he should. Talk. I don't think anybody should talk LeBron. No, no, no. We LeBron. we <laughs> thought there might be kind of a caddy three way action where. Mello and Wade trash Chris Paul, but no one no one trashes LeBron and LeBron doesn't really trash anybody else. Yeah. We thought I he's just that, uh, tweeting like he's just sending them positive stuff all the time and like pictures of himself yeah. working he's, out he's, and like, he's like hey, I'm lip syncing another song. Song. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Kyrie um, singing um, I'm coming home? Do you think that was directed at LeBron? Ooh. When he tweeted that? Snapchat himself singing "I'm Coming Home." 
When? Now, he was literally uh, yes. coming home. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I think that means, if anything, I think that might be about the Knicks. Well, no, because he was on a plane back from Asia, and the text said was a message to his daughter. Uh-huh. Like, oh. Dada's coming home. But I think yeah. that's... Okay. How, well, how do you do not associate that with LeBron? I think it was kind of a sneak, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's the perfect way to do it, too, because it's, like, clear, easy deniability, but, I mean, maybe maybe that song is more well-known beyond LeBron, but I absolutely just think of it as LeBron. Or that drop we made yeah. of... Chris Paul and Dave Schultz. I'm coming home. You, uh, you called jazz fans true homers on TNT. And right. uh, was that meant as a compliment? Or was that meant as something maybe less savory than a Tell compliment? me what you took it as. If you're that reaching. If you're reaching that much, you tell me what you took it as. I would think it would be a compliment. Uh, all right. So the game we're going to play today is it's Lakers related. Uh, what is Phil Jackson doing right now, you guys? Oh, man. You know what he's Sean, doing? Sean, do you want to go first? Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. You go first. I go first? Yeah. Um, so, remember remember O.J. Simpson's book, If I Did It? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think, I think you see where I'm going. Phil... <laughs> So Phil is writing that kind of book about like ru- ruining the Knicks organization, <laughs> but really, but really, what he's doing is he's 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 confessing to being the Zodiac killer. Oh wow! <laughs> he had a lot of he had a lot of downtime with those injuries. He loves Northern yeah. California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a double if I did it. Yeah, it's a double. He's starting a double if I did that. Sean, what do you think he's doing? Uh, I think, you know, this, the short answer is he's doing peyote. The yeah. long <laughs> answer is he he did peyote and he's watching Jerry Maguire and he's hallucinating uh, Bob Sugar, Jay Moore, uh, Jeannie Buss' new boyfriend, as the devil. What, what, <laughs> what did you just say? Uh, he's... Wa- he's He's Jay Moore's. Jay Moore's dating Jeannie Buss. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. What? That's a. Yeah. I think that's the biggest story we've broken on Round Ball Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Devastating news. It's, it's uh, so weird. Mine is also. <laughs> it's mine so is weird. also hallucinogen related. Uh, yeah. I think he's sitting in the Montana desert. High yeah. off his ass, mm-hmm. uh, reenacting an exit interview with a cactus that he thinks is Chris Dapp's Porzingis. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> and, he's, and he's, like, texting Charlie Rosen the whole time, like, well, he seems very prickly. Um, <laughs> you were right about his mobility. I don't... He wasn't. Well, I think Sean. I think Sean. Yeah, the short answer: he's on. He's doing peyote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think that's correct. Like, what else uh, is he doing? Well, he still has like three years <laughs> left on that Knicks deal, and he's getting the whole thing. That's insane. <laughs> Ugh. Um. Well. Uh, 
Guys, that poll will be up when this episode goes up on Twitter. Vote for what you think Bill Jackson is doing right now. Is he writing a book where he confesses that he's the Zodiac killer? Is he doing peyote? Or is he hallucinating that Chris Epps Porzingis is a cactus? Um, well, I mean, it's the other way around. But yeah, I think it might be all of them. <laughs> he could yeah, be doing are... all three of them at once. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Eric, is there anything you want to plug? You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Dorian. Or, D- oh yeah, or Dunk Dorian One Thousand Basketball. <laughs> yeah, follow them both. Better. Come on, what are you doing? Uh, and I, uh, I'm doing a special. I'm doing a fundraiser in in Baltimore. So if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Baltimore, on uh. August 5th in Hamden, I'm doing a fundraiser for Living Crown. It's like about teaching kids how to garden or some shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it, but it, sounds, it sounds really cool. <laughs> uh, Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, I'll be at the Sonoma County Fair on Friday, August 4th. Uh, oh, oh, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, we, if you are a listener, um, from an unusual place like outside America or, uh, you know, like we, we found out we have a decent amount of downloads from Australia. And if you are a listener from kind of an unusual place, tweet at us and let us know where you're coming from. Maybe we can customize some content. I know it's been Kyrie Irving heavy recently. That's very pro-Australia, but, you know, just let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh and for me, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where I didn't really tweet anything good this week, so I'm going to pick an oldie but a goodie, which is uh, I'm wearing Ed Hardy swim trunks right now, and I'm mortified. What a sad story. That dude is so Scottsdale. I love it. <laughs> also, email us at roundballrock pod at gmail.com or dm us at round rock pod on twitter if you want me to send you free stickers uh we've got stickers um and as always guys trust Trust the process process. the process shut it down let's go home Cleveland or Boston, Cleveland or Boston, glad we playing Boston, put they ass in the coffin, watch Kobe Bryant off him in the final so often, always on fire, keep them trucking and coughing off that California purple, that Laker purple in the air, come on everybody, Paul Pierce need his wheelchair, third year still there, this will be the third, my style is like Magic Johnson, yours is like Larry Bird, overrated nerd, but this ain't the 80s man, we got Ron Artest, don't you know, he's a crazy man, Defense all crazy, man. 
This ain't no lazy man. All up in your jersey like the ghost of James Worthy. You ain't worthy to hold up that championship trophy. Rolling down Figueroa on the bus with Kobe. Don't ask my ringside. You already know it. I got a drawer full. I might as well throw it. I'm down on the flow. I'm in my suite. It's going to be sweet to watch the Lakers repeat. I'm down on the flow. I'm in my suite. Yeah, beat L.A. and get Boston beat. Cleveland or Boston. Cleveland or Boston. Glad we playing Boston. Put that ass in the coffin. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.